ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dudes, my brothers in arms, Johnny Nani and Tony Marchese. And hey, it's another Sunday fun day. I'm going to do a little house cleaning before we run into all the episode stuff. Be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Anywhere you can rate podcasts, whether that be Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and review. And more importantly, now that we've been doing these live, be sure you're following us on MixLR.com. You'll get notifications when we go live. It's pretty cool and tough, so be sure you check us out there. Did I say the following on Twitter thing? I don't think I did, but follow us on Twitter, at ONTAP Sportsnet and at SocksOnTap. Boys, it's Sunday. I'm drinking margaritas, and I'm feeling good. Johnny, let's start with you, man. How is it going? Hey, Buzz, it's going well. Good to be back for another Sunday fun day. We had a uh, fun event this week. We'll get, get into all that a lot more, but uh, good to be back on a chat here with you guys. Got some baseball news to talk about, and we got a bunch of fun stuff, because uh, that's how we do here at Sunday Fun Day. Tony? Hey, guys. It's just uh, it's good to be on the mic with you. Um, I've uh, I've felt better, but uh, I'm just happy that uh, I was able to squeeze this one in here and uh, get on the mic. Well, what do we got going on? Glad that you uh, we're, we're glad that you're feeling better, brother. So let's get into this, man. We got some news to break down and everything. So why don't we just dive right into it? MLB, PA, and the owners have come to an agreement on the 2020 season. Tony, I want to get your initial thoughts on seeing that news break. Well, man, I mean, I'm just I'm just happy that uh, they came to an agreement on something. Um, you know, hopefully we're able to salvage a season here. To me, it doesn't really mean much, though, until we get the notice that they're going to play some baseball. Yeah, yeah, Buzz, uh, biggest thing with with this uh, that struck me, it's like, yeah, there were some things decided here, but there's still, just like with pretty much everything going on in this world today, so much gray area, so much that we don't know, so much, like, we're going to run through some of these terms here, but there's so much um, they would be willing to discuss X, Y, Z, or they would be, you know... um, they could consider this other scenario. So like I said, we'll get into all those fine bullet points, but uh, some things agreed upon and other things still up in the air. That was my biggest takeaway. I guess I can echo that. Um, one thing that I thought was really cool is like the players were just so eager to play and they didn't care about going into November. They didn't care about some double headers, stuff like that. Obviously when we get into the bullet points, we'll talk more about that. But I was just, I was happy to see that even though we don't realistically know, no one does when the season will actually start or if it does start. So Nani, I'll let you lead into these bullet points, man. Let's start hitting them. Yeah. So the goal for this um, is that the season would go into November with at least a hundred games played uh, regular season starting June 1st or at latest July 1st. Obviously that's hopeful. There's no real official set in stone timelines uh, and nobody really knows exactly when to expect anything back for certain. So uh, like Tony had, you know, kind of elaborated on a little bit before uh, we dove in here. It's still, you know, no one's going to feel safe until we have like a date. Um, for for this to actually start, um, other things were you know to help make that schedule even work. Uh, regular season would be played through October. Have weekly double headers. I don't know. Um, I, I didn't see in the uh, article about it, but if they, I would imagine that some of those would be shortened, like seven inning double headers, um, like they've played at minor league levels before. So um, other than that, players would receive credit for service time if the season's played at any length, uh, but minor league players would not receive credit. So that's kind of a you know another middle finger to the minor league players that MLB is so, uh, you know, 
consistent with, I guess. Sucks. Uh, sucks for those guys. Um, abbreviated five-round draft will still take place this summer. Obviously, it's usually way, way longer, but um, just the way that's going to be. And then bonuses for the draftees will not be up front, but deferred. Uh, you get 10% right away, 45% spread over the next two years. Um, players receive a lump sum of $170 million before the season, regardless of any games are played at all. Um, full-time employees will receive salaries through April 30th with no layoffs, but then uh, there are possible layoffs that the clubs have worn about um, in 60 days if no games are played. So obviously a lot up in the air there. Um, rosters may expand. Uh, like I said, this is another maybe. Don't know for certain yet. Uh, rosters may expand at the beginning of the season from 26 to 29. Um possible playoff expansion uh, as a trial run 10 to 14 teams um, that's where they could be sitting at and then um, the terms of when you know the 2020 season will not begin until there are no bans on mass gatherings that limit the ability to play in front of fans no travel restrictions medical experts determine games will not pose a risk uh, to the health of teams and fans um, but then like a little caveat in that was, uh, with playing in front of fans, they said they would, you know, like Buzz had kind of, uh, hinted at saying that the players are just, you know, eager to play. They want, they want to get some games in, um, they players in the league would still consider playing games in empty stadiums or at neutral sites, um, just to, you know, get, get them in any way possible. So, um, th- that basically sums it up. That was the agreement between the two teams. So guys, at any points that you want to pick apart here, go right ahead. I mean, first off, I mean, obviously they want to play games. I mean, that's they're going to get paid better if they're playing games, and they want to see the league obviously be played in front of fans. Um, I'm glad that they're open to, uh, you know, considering playing in neutral spaces, but um, I, I think just right off the bat, though, I mean, the initial thing that came out, who was that, Ken Rosenthal, the other day, um, that they, they don't want to play until the travel restrictions are lifted and they can play in front of fans. Obviously, that's the way that they're going to make the most money out of this. So uh, if you look at it from a business standpoint, I'm sure that's what they're hoping for. I just I look at somebody like uh, Dan Samborski, who's been on the show, who tweeted out uh, you know the other day that they should be looking at playing these games first and foremost in front of uh, you know no fans or at neutral spaces. Um, I've even seen ideas floated out there like play your division rivals, you know, all games in a row right against them just through this period of time in a neutral space just so you can get through a majority of that seat, like that schedule. And I think that's what you're going to have to do if you want to salvage a season here. I don't think that this thing is going away anytime soon. You're probably looking at May, June, even into July where we could potentially all be on lockdown. Now's the time that you want to start, you know, coming up with these plans and having something concrete. I'm glad that if you look back um, and, uh, you know, you take a look at this. Um, I'm glad that this happened before the season started and not like a week in because I feel like there'd be an even bigger mess. So that that's my initial thoughts right there. Yeah, I kind of echo the thoughts about basically what you just said. But also, you know, one thing that kind of, you know, stuck out to me about that whole thing is something that they kind of did different than the NBA. Uh, so, you know, when the NBA was talking about all of this happening, they were discussing on playing games without fans now there were some players that weren't for it there were some players that were just like hey let's let's knock this season out let's get to it let's you know obviously you know knock it out but then you saw the nba i mean countless players came down with the virus you know rudy gobert donovan mitchell kevin durant um there's another one from the clippers i can't remember his name off the top of my head right now but uh you know obviously they have to agree on everything the no travel restrictions and they want mass gatherings to to be back in play so they can play in front of fans. Um, who knows when this thing's going to actually begin? 
it's just always kind of nice in my mind to see the players association and the league come together, you know, and, uh, it seems like this thing got knocked out pretty quick and, and it seems like everybody was on the same page. So it's kind of nice to see that because at the time, I mean, this could all still change, you know, with, with 2021 looming, but it's nice to see that they're on the same page for that. And hopefully that opens up something where it's not two years without baseball, considering how far coronavirus does go. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go back to my initial thought was that, you know, still so much up in the air with this. Um, it's like, sure. It's like, yeah, you have, do you have an agreement in place? Um, and that was good, a first step there, but we're first step of many that need to happen for baseball to even take place. Uh, so I'd say just, you know, stay updated on what these uh, reporters are tweeting out. Ken Rosenthal, Jeff Passan, uh, Nightingale, I believe, had some of that information, too, uh, on this agreement. So um, just got to stay stay updated on it, and we'll update uh, all White Sox fans as we hear about any of that uh, more. Um, I thought another interesting thing is, obviously, you have to do some sort of a so you're not burning arms and uh, tiring players out. Rosters expanding from 26 to 29. Um, just from a White Sox standpoint, guys, that could you know mean like uh, if we're seeing your Mercedes, there's no question about oh who should be the 26th man, whatever. Um, you're seeing him. You're probably seeing uh, you know Carson Fulmer for sure um, as a guy who can eat up innings there. So uh, in a White Sox sense, it kind of also uh, makes things pretty interesting for the on-field makeup. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you could be talking about seeing Kopech, you know. I mean, not realistically, um, so that's something that I think our buddy Ken W.O. has brought up countless times, you know, with with the season being like this. If, if, if it does happen, obviously, this is all hypothetical, so I don't want to throw out shit that's going to, you know, to stick at the wall because I, I have no idea what the fuck's going to happen. But you could see Kopech, you could see Mercedes. I mean, that those are things that fans did want to see in, in a shortened possible season here. I mean, damn, dude, like we could see some of the things that we didn't think we were going to see on normal season opening day, you know? I'm down with it. You'll definitely see Nicky Delmonico. That's for sure. Yeah, you'll see well, some Nicky Delmonico. No, he's not my guy. I just uh, that's he's the only thing. That's the only thing that was in the <laughs> "That's So White Sox" article that I think has has actually like been somewhat close to the truth at this point in time. Uh, but no, I, I I do agree that uh, the that's probably the most interesting thing is the rosters expanding. Um, because you have a lot more to work with. Do you go with the six man rotation? Do you pad the end of the bullpen? Do you give guys like Herman Mercedes a chance? Uh, you don't have to make a quick decision on Carson Fulmer now, whether or not he's gone or he's part of your major league roster. You have some extra room to work with. So in a way, it does benefit some teams, and I think the White Sox do benefit from that if that's exactly what the case is. And he's yeah. 100% your guy. I just want to throw that out there. You wrote an article <laughs> called Nicky Flomonaco. On ontapsportsnet.com. That's where you wrote that. That's true. I want to plug the website real quick. So I just That's want to true. say ontapsportsnet.com, you can find the Nikki Flo Monaco article. And my buddy Tony looking at him on the Skype, he's got some he's got some luscious flows going on himself right now. I'm digging <laughs> I'm digging it, brother. I'm digging what's going on. I'm digging it. Thank you. Thank you. I've I've worked hard. <laughs> Got to highlight the lattice wherever it is. Um, <laughs> see, uh, another um, just thing on the, before we get into some other news beyond this agreement. Um, you know, the one thing that this is all, like you said, yeah, a lot of this is hypothetical and what ifs, and there's still scenarios we played out. Um, Scott Boris has, you know, I think we talked a little bit about some of his ideas um, last week on this show. 
and Tony and I, I think we did on, uh, we did our opening day special too. Um, pseudo, excuse me, pseudo opening day uh, on Thursday. So we had, we had a, you know, a little like 40 minute discussion, uh, touched on some of this buzz you were on for it, but, um, you know, another thing that I saw, I get these updates from the score and uh, I don't know where Boris is pumping these out, but um, whenever I see him, I always think they're interesting because he was saying proposing a World Series week type of thing in December. Um, and it would be like seven straight days of games, make it a huge event, with you know, celebrities and uh, performances and all that stuff. And, you know, kind of something to uh, compete with, with the other sports who get more notoriety. Um, and I just thought that was super interesting. And obviously players have reservations about it. Uh, I know Kershaw said, you know, he's iffy, you know, kind of so-so on that, um, doesn't know. But it's just interesting to hear all these, you know, ideas that are being floated out there. So I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on that before we move on. The only thing that that makes me think of is in, in Chell. Um, and, Boz, maybe you, you get the, uh, the opportunity to hear Snoop Dogg talk about what he would do to make a, a hockey game better. And Snoop Dogg will talk about – you know, if I was in charge of hockey to make this better, I'd bring out all the beautiful people. We'd have such a good time. And it would be all about the performances. And that's exactly what I'm thinking about when Scott Boris is talking here. It's like, let's just make Snoop Dogg in charge of this whole fucking thing, and he'll put on a performance for everybody. <laughs> Snoop Dogg in the MLB, man, like he is in Shell. I'm, I'm in it. I, I, how do I top what he just said? I can't. That's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I mean, I didn't really read like many of the details, and obviously it's just a thought that was thrown out there, so there's not right. anything concrete on it. But uh, World Series week, that would be something interesting. And, you know, I would definitely tune into that instead of, uh, you know, middle of the NFL schedule. I don't know about you guys. I'm also a bigger baseball fan than I am football, so that could also be, you know, swaying my allegiance there. But it would be a one-of-a-kind thing, first of its kind uh, in this for baseball, so I would definitely tune in. So I don't got, mean to got, run got off track. Chip. I don't mean to run off track, man, but something you just brought up, I think that people don't know about a lot of us. I think, I mean, you two are like the biggest hockey dudes I've ever met in my life. Like, hands down, you both love the Hawks. Like, I, do you really have a number one team? I, I just have to ask, how I, because we've never really talked about that before. Oh, yeah. I don't, even in person when we've been drinking and just bullshitting. Like, do you Tony have a number one team? Johnny and I have had this conversation before. Um, and, and for me, I think my number one team, I probably have to go with the White Sox. Like, baseball season and, and the White Sox, I grew up with that as a kid, man, and I loved it. I, I also grew up with hockey, um, but, um, you know, I, I love the Blackhawks. I love the NHL season. But a lot of that, for me, it's like, that, that might be my second team, whereas the, the Sox are my number one, and I, I'm pretty sure Johnny's the reverse there. So that's we complement each other well in that situation. But I'll, I'll let Johnny take the, take the mic and, and talk about his, his teams. Yeah, Buzz, it's funny that you brought that up because Tony and I, before all of this uh, quarantine and lockdown started um, way back in, I think it was beginning of February, uh, we had gotten together for a Friday night Hawks game and we were watching it and then shooting some pool and drinking some beers afterward. And we were having this kind of discussion, Buzz, what you brought up, um, if we have a number one team. And I know we're on a Sox show, so I might uh, piss off some of the listeners here, but um, the Hawks are definitely, for sure, uh, number one. I love hockey. Hockey is the most entertaining sport in the world, in my opinion. Um, I like it a little bit better than baseball. Um, let me I still love the White Sox, and they're definitely number two. Um, and I love baseball, but I, I think hockey is a superior sport from an entertainment value standpoint and just how hard it is to win that damn trophy uh, at the end. So, And the Blackhawks obviously have been able to do that three times, uh, the first modern-day dynasty um, of its sort. So, you know, the Blackhawks are definitely number one for me. And I took it another step further. I went extreme. Um, I would 
have one more Stanley Cup um, for the Blackhawks than to see the White Sox win a World Series out of this rebuild. And see, I disagree. Wow. That's how deep it goes. Yeah, I disagreed with you. I think that's how the whole thing actually, the conversation actually started uh, when we were having this. We should have probably called Buzz and asked him, but, um, you know, you're a big Bulls guy. It's like the. Well, it's the one night I wasn't with you guys. I mean, I'm usually with you guys, so it was like, you know, I think it was it was during a week, wasn't it, when you guys did that? I don't think that it was, was a Friday night. It was a Friday oh, night. It was a Friday night. Yeah. <clears throat> I forget yeah, what you had. Go- I forget what you had going on, but you had something. Probably going fucking on. sleeping. <laughs> you were tie tie. Um, but you know, yeah, you're a, you're you're a, you're a big Bulls guy, Buzz, and a big Bears yeah. fan. I mean, like, what's your number one? Yeah, team? absolutely. Uh, it's really hard, man. It's hard for me to say. So like now that I've been friends, I've been friends with you guys for a year now. And I know we talked about that on the last socks on tap and we, you know, we, we made mentions of it in Twitter and stuff like that, but I've been friends with you guys for a year now. You guys have become like two of my best friends in the world. You know, it's, it's funny. I'm, I'm only 28, but you, you know, they always say, Oh, when you get older, it's harder to make friends. Like, fuck that, man. I just made two of my best friends I've ever made in the last year. So I'm grateful for that, but I've gotten really into hockey over the last year. Um, the Bears, like, I, I know we've brought this up on podcasts before. I brought it up on Bears on Tap. I love the Bears, man. I, I love football. I love it so much. But they fucking piss me off so bad, like, I lose sight of who I am as a human being. Like, I am really I, – I will fucking spin kick a child. I have a couple – I have a child. <laughs> I will Like, that's how mad they make me. So I don't know if, like, I can call them, like, my ride or die. They make me so fucking mad that I can, I can go up to Ren right now and be like, hey – Fuck off. You know, I, I mean, to my own kid. That's not true. I love you, honey. Um, but anyway, I, I love the Bulls, too, because I played basketball growing up. Um, but there's just something about baseball to me, man. I, I love baseball. I just I've always loved it. I've always been a huge fan of it. It's hard for me to choose a favorite because I feel like I feel like they're like my kids. Does that, does that sound weird? Like, I, I can't pick which one I love more. And now, finally, hockey has made it up into there, too. But I, I will say one thing. I am very, very grateful that I've gotten to see the White Sox win a 2005 World Series. I'm very, very grateful. I was old enough to, to witness the Blackhawks dynasty, you know, in 10, 13, and 15 of them winning Stanley Cups. I was very, you know, I'm very fortunate that I got to kind of see the Bulls win, you know, the last repeat. I was young. I don't really fully remember it. I do remember the 98 championship because my dad had season tickets and I went there with him. Um, but I've never seen the Bears win. But if you were going to tell me right now, if I had to choose between the Sox winning and potentially the Bears winning another Super Bowl, like if if jumping off a bridge myself was an option, I'd take that first. But I want another motherfucking World Series, man. I want another World Series. I, I just I, – I don't know why. I just – it's South Side or Die, man. You know, that that's <laughs> – if anybody's listening to this live right now, I know that's a very lame thing to say. I put quotations up now. <laughs> I know people can't yeah. see us, but it's a very lame thing to say. But I, 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 I just would have to. I'd have to go Sox winning a World Series because, man, could you imagine us celebrating that together as friends? I mean, obviously in hockey we'd celebrate together too, and I'm sure you guys would celebrate the Bulls. I know you would, Nani, and I'm trying to get Tony into it yeah. too. I know you guys would celebrate yeah. Bulls with me, but us together, Sox. Holy shit! Oh, it'd be. Uh, could you it'd, imagine? It'd be fantastic. The, yeah, it, it would be ridiculous the, those celebrations. But Tony brought up a good point too. We were kind of talking about what the celebrations would be like, and yeah, that'd be great. You know, we'd go nuts for for a while. But you're also getting into the dead of winter after a World Series. So think about kicking off the summer with a Stanley Cup victory, though. 
Now that would be a party I did, for all summer. <laughs> I did bring this up. There's there's one distinct thing about the Stanley Cup, and I remember this just through all the all the cup runs. And I was actually 21 for for 13 and 15. Uh, it, it, it there's no better way to start a summer uh, than you know going to a Stanley Cup parade, uh, and then after that, just following the the cup around and all the bars it goes to, and I mean that's fucking it, it's fantastic. I, I want one more of those. But I do agree. I think you know the the party we would have for the Sox winning the World Series, uh, just amongst the three of us, would be just. I mean, I don't. There's no words you can't describe it. It would be fucking insane. Well, and I hope I hope that people don't like take it like where we don't want to see other teams win because we want our specific team to win. Like that's not what I mean. Does that make sense? Like I'd yeah. rather I want to no, see just, all my fucking teams yeah. win, man. It's but. it's more. I, I put it in the sense of like if you're asking testing, you know, what your top one is, and that's what the initial question was here. Do you have a number one, you know, whatever? And obviously you guys both answer White Sox, I answered Blackhawks here. Um, but it's basically if you put a gun to my head and told me that one of them had to and the other one wouldn't succeed in, you know, the the ultimate goal of winning a championship, that's just what we'd pick there. So um just wanted to throw that out. So um let's get back on track here. Uh, we can we can discuss a little, a little more off air on Twitter or whatever and see get a feeler out for what other people's uh um, favorite teams are here. But the last bit of news before we get into some more fun stuff here. Um, the White Sox also sent another email to season ticket holders. Um, this may have just been uh, if you're on a you know auto renewal like plan, but um, the way I have my season ticket payment set up is you know a 10 month auto renewal. So um, you know withdrew every month automatically. Um, but they are suspending that. I got that email earlier this week. I think it might have been Wednesday or so. Um, but they're suspending that for the time being, obviously because games aren't being played and the season just would have started uh, on Thursday. So I would have missed one series already here. Um, so they're, they're spending that for right now. And, and then, um, you know, no action required uh, on the front of season ticket holders for that. So um, and your submitted payments will remain in your account. So uh, and then also ticket reps are working remotely. I got a call from my guy. Um, he said to just, you know, this is my number that I'll be using while I'm working from home. So uh, if you have any questions, you can feel free to contact him. So sure, that's the case with uh, all the other reps. So if you haven't gotten a call or whatever, you can also send him an email, too. So I uh, just wanted to air that out for the White Sox fans here, um, guys. So one other thing here is Sox Rewind has started on uh, NBC Sports Chicago. You know, they started with the Blackhawks and Bulls and were like alternating every day. But now, since baseball season would have started on Thursday, they are throwing these into the mix too, doing them a little earlier in the day, usually at 4 p.m. every day. Classic games from 2005, uh, good wins from, you know, kind of trekking through the season, picking select ones. Um, and there is, you know, the first one is the opening day where they, they won a 1 0 game. And then uh, another one, the second one, I believe, was against uh, the Twins uh, up at the old Metrodome. So um, I, I put a tweet out and I said, who else is, you know, mentally scarred by the Metrodome? And a lot of Sox fans shared that sentiment um, just because I remember, you know, Tory Hunter, Robin, ridiculous home runs from Carlos Lee. And, you know, always seemed like the White Sox struggled there when it seemed to matter most, um, even though they ended up winning the division a couple of times uh, going through those rough patches up there. So I, I wanted to get feelers out from you guys. Favorite and least favorite stadiums, obviously excluding guaranteed rate field. Um, favorite and least favorite stadiums. It could be from the logistics of it itself, the setup, the layout, how you, you know, if you've been there or whatever, or just memories that you have of the White Sox playing there or other teams for whatever reason. I want to hear your favorite and least favorite stadiums outside of the rate. I'll take That's this one tough, first. Man. I'll so take I, this. I think, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go, Buzz. Go ahead. No, you, no, you no, go. no. Go ahead, man. Take, all right. All right. Take, fine, 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 fine. All right. All right uh, for favorite, favorite stadium, uh, Fenway Park by far. Uh, there is no better stadium to watch a ball game than Fenway Park. 
it's just beautiful there. You get a lot of baseball history. Um, I mean, just uh, when everybody sw- sings "Sweet Caroline," uh, I mean, the whole stadium get together. Uh, it's just a, it's just an awesome place. Green Monster. There's it, there's just so much there that you get to see. Um, least favorite stadium, Johnny. Uh, you kind of preface it the Metrodome. I fucking hate the Twins. Uh, that's got to be up there. But uh, you know, I I, I want to say Wrigley Field just because it's the Cubs. But uh, I'm probably gonna have to go with Metrodome because dude, there, there's just so many bad memories of White Sox baseball there, and I, I agree 100% with you on that one. So I mean, I gotta go there. I'm I'm so happy that place was fucking torn down and blown up. <laughs> I, I've been to quite a few ballparks in my life. Been to the Metrodome. I hated it because it was a Twins, but it was actually a decent experience. Um, my favorite ballpark, to, you know, was uh, besides Guaranteed Rate, is um, Miller Park. It's not called that anymore, though. They're changing the name of it. That's in Milwaukee. Um, PNC Park in Pittsburgh is dope. I don't know if you guys ever got to see the backdrop of that in person. I know you've gotten to see it on TV and in video games, but it's really neat. I really like that a lot. And then Great American Ballpark is super cool. I always loved that. I thought it was I thought it was awesome. And then people are going to tell you that Comerica is a nice stadium. That's my fucking least work stadium. Fuck Detroit. Comerica sucks. Period. Food blows. Atmosphere blows. So that's just kind of where I stand with that. Yeah, so uh, I'll answer on both sides for both what I've been and then the White Sox memories. Um, obviously, I brought up the Metrodome. That was definitely number one, uh, the worst. Um, absolutely hated that. You know, like I love the comment that Matt Berkland put in here in our Mixler chat. Uh, they used hefty garbage bags as the outfield fence that, you know, it looked so <laughs> ugly. You know, the turf was, you know, that like green, like just super artificial. Obviously, it has to be turf. But, you know, at least like NFL stadiums that are indoors at least look like grass. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it, it was just terrible all around. And then obviously the memories, I, I, I was watching a highlight the other day and this is kind of what brought it up. Obviously just seeing the Metrodome in that Sox rewind game is what initially sparked it. But then I remember a specific, I want to say it was from a little bit earlier than, uh, the world series runs, but, um, Torrey Hunter just robbing home runs, uh, out in center field. I mean, he was, he was great at it, uh, but he played for the twins. So I fucking hated him. Um, and, and he robbed this Carlos Lee one that he had no business getting to um, or jumping up and catching. And that, so that's what it reminds me of from a White Sox baseball standpoint. And Buzz, I will go and flip from a baseball standpoint. I actually like Comerica Park because in 2005, the White Sox clinched the division on my birthday. And I remember my mom took me out of school early so I could come home and watch it because it was a day game. And I just remember Don Cooper and Ozzie Guillen and all them smoking cigars on the field. And, you know, they, they took the division shirts out and everybody was, you know, mobbing uh, right in the center, uh, you know, right on the pitcher's mound there. So um, I, I remember that. And that's why, from a baseball standpoint, I think Comerica uh, kind of, you know, holds a little. Uh, I mean, the White Sox have done well there, too, uh, for the most part. Obviously, there's been some years uh, where it hasn't gone our way. But um, for the most part, not as bad of memories at Comerica as there were at the Metrodome. But from a places that I've been standpoint, um, I'm with you in Great American Ballpark. I went there in its inaugural season uh, in Cincinnati and a uh, really nice place. I liked it a lot and still looks really cool. They got the river in the background. So um, I, I like that a lot. And then um, least favorite, you know, Wrigley has its, you know, uh, there's some stuff, fun stuff to do around there. Uh, some of those bars aren't bad, but man, it's just dump. It's dump overall. I'm going to get wristbands and shit for beer. So um, from the experience standpoint, Wrigley, one of the worst. <laughs> Fuck that place. I hate Wrigley too. Yeah, I hate I hate Wrigley too, but I I do hate Camara. I think their food sucks, and I, I just hate I yeah. Hate so that, Detroit, so. That, that's from an experience standpoint. I was <laughs> right, just going right. more for that baseball from what we've seen right. oh, uh, take place. Yeah, yeah right. There, no, so. no, I I understand. Yeah, it 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 was like a double. It, 
it was a double parted question and mm-hmm. the left side of my brain has been killed by the alcohol. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was like, it's hard for me, you know, it's hard for me okay. to, uh, it was a McClay. hard for me to <laughs> grasp where I'm at, where I'm fucking at, man. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> another thing that came up from these Sox rewind games yesterday, Carl Everett had a nice RBI single to get the white Sox on the board. Um, and they were playing at Cleveland, um, in, in Saturday's game when I was watching it a little bit, um, man, that batting stance was awesome. I wanted to know that's honestly probably one of my favorites. I want to know if you guys had any other batting stances that were, you know, that, that were iconic that you liked or just, you know, for whatever reason craig uh, council like, craig council yes. craig council had a fucking yeah, cool like and it. tough batting stance he had an awesome one uh gary sheffield's name has to be spoken right here and vladimir guerrero as well those are top three uh batting stances of all time god damn it tony you had to take the gary sheffield one huh man i love that i know we're on skype right now with that fucking little that little oh that click man of the bat i love that um, Carl Everett. So Nani, when you tweeted that shit yesterday, man, I was like, I, you know, obviously we're in fucking quarantine. We're not doing anything. It's not like we get to hang out. Watching old Sox games. <laughs> right, exactly. Tony fucking convinces me, get MLB the show, buy fucking, you know, PS4 online. And I'm like, okay, I do that. So what do I do? I go find the GameCube, Nani. Tony, I go find the fucking GameCube. I find MVP Baseball 2005 with Manny Ramirez on the cover. And I hit a dinger. We're fucking Carl Everett, dude. Do do you yeah, have a do you have a PS two Boz with uh or MVP Baseball 05? So there's a there's a guy on eBay. Oh, PS two. Yeah, PS two. There's a guy on eBay that sells updated rosters for 05, um, and you can you can basically update the game just by popping a memory card in. He sells them for like twenty five bucks. It's the best thing you can do. It's fantastic. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that would be super dope, but, like, I just dropped fucking, you know, 60 bucks on the show, and then, you know, I had to do another 60 to get the goddamn online so we can do the, uh, you know, Jordan and Joe throwing that uh, uh, um, online, and it'll be the show during the, the quarantine lockdown and stuff. So, I mean, that'd be awesome to to do that, but I'm, I'm not going to. But I, I just thought it was so funny because I looked at Carl Everett's batting stance. He's got that, God, he's got that nice batting stance. I thought that was funny as hell yesterday. So not um, enough, but yeah, not enough you cool. Say Gary Sheffield got a badass one too. There's not enough cool and tough batting stances in this game. Everything's all no. you know. Stat cult ruined that, so fuck them for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree, Tony. Um, it's it's hard because you know we have these like few, and these are just so iconic. I'm with you. I think Craig Council's bat wag was crazy, but I'll go with Carl Everett as my number one. Then, so we have some differentiation here. Um, and, and then I will also throw in Ken Griffey Jr. It wasn't as flashy and iconic, but man, the way that he just kind of like held it close, and you know what I'm saying. And the swing was just so sweet. So I think the swing also plays into that. And I'm not comparing the two. I'm not. I'm not saying they're exactly alike, but the way Yohan Moncada's follow through reminds me a little bit of Griffey so that I will throw him an honorable mention in there as well but Carl Everett will be my number one <laughs> hey Frank Thomas had a cool batting stance guy. too yeah he did. Yeah. he did it just like you said it doesn't stick out as much obviously we remember it very you know defined as White Sox fans but I'm just thinking like in general like across the league everybody remembered Gary Sheffield like no question Right. I mean, but I will say one that's pretty cool now is, I mean, I, Joey Gallo has a pretty cool batting stance. I don't know what you guys think about that, but I think he does. I honestly haven't you know? watched enough to, like, really – I mean, I know I've seen him, and there's been games where Texas has been in town, um, and I've definitely watched him, but 
Um, I can't say I paid that close attention to it, so maybe I'll go back and watch them at bats. Can I? Can I, f- I want to flip it to the other side, though. Remember, one that actually got brought up now with watching these rewinds is pitching styles and Shingo Takatsu, man. God damn, I love that. Oh, man. yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good one. I, I always, my favorite's going to be, um, I like the old windups, like a Warren Spahn uh, or even Bob Gibson. He didn't do it as defined, but man, Bob Gibson's probably my favorite pitcher of all bring time. The, bring the Real, wind up back. Bring that shit oh, back. Make Please. windups great again. Yes, there you go. You know, he, you know who I also, like another guy that we're not talking about had an awesome batting stance. You guys remember Kevin Euclid? Yeah. Yes. Yes. He had a pretty good batting stance too, man. He pointed that bat straight at the motherfucking pitcher like he's getting ready to pull a trigger. I, I thought he was pretty, you know, I thought he was pretty, you know, a pretty good one too. Ichiro, yeah. Ichiro was very yeah. iconic as well. Yeah, um, you know, kind of slap, but yeah. Yep. Um, Ricky Henderson. Does does Nick Madrigal qualify as a, a unique batting stance? No. I don't think so. Like you said, every, everything's kind of just so similar in, in these these days. And other guys will have like you know certain you know how how low they get or how um, you know how much they really load uh, with the bat. But it, it's nothing that stands out too much. So I can't no. even put it in there. Yeah, it, that it sucks. Make, like, make you know it. You know it when you see it. But I, I can't like go and say that. Oh yeah, it's a great one or that's a you know real shitty one. Cause it's all kind of the same. Bring back bring back batting stances and, and wind ups. I think that's what we need when baseball comes back. We need both yeah. of those things. So, yeah. Goddamn stat cult. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, uh, guys, let's move on here. Um, I know that was kind of a fun topic here, but I just reminded from Sox Rewind Games. So uh, if you need that schedule, it's on you know NBC Sports Chicago. We also put an article up at Ontap Sportsnet with it. Um, wrote it up as soon as they announced that they were going to do that. So um, all those games, usually every day at 4, though, tune into NBC Sports Chicago and you can see Sox Rewind Games. So maybe we'll talk a little bit about those in future episodes. But um, we had a fun event this week, guys, uh, as I'd previously referenced thursday was pseudo opening day should have been opening day if uh, obviously none of this happened nothing was suspended or canceled so um we threw the virtual tailgate you know we'd preface it um hyped it up all week and you know talked about it last sunday fun day but it happened thursday and it was a wild time um but i was happy that we had so many white Sox fans in there a um, bunch of guys from on tap uh, a bunch of people from twitter um and it, it was just overall a blast guys it, it was I got rip roaring drunk and it was awesome. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Tony, I'm gonna let you run with this one, man, because uh, I had to work the next day and I felt like shit. So I'll get I'll get into that in a minute. But you your story is just so fantastic; it needs to be told now. Oh, that I passed out on my basement floor, like, dude, yeah. I, the shots, man. I don't think I'm old enough, or I'm, I'm too I'm too old now to t- do shots at this level. We were doing shots like what every half hour, Johnny, on your command. Every half hour. Holy shit. I think I drank half a bottle of Fireball, and I, I have never felt that drunk in God knows how long. It was a great time, though. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that everybody came out. We had a lot of people in there. Uh, shout out Herb Lawrence. Uh, who else came out in there? Uh, it was that Ozzy Gian Jr. was on there. Fucking, yep. it, there was tons of people. Berklin was on there. Austin Dizik changed Austin, his outfit. Austin like, changed his background and every outfits every, like, 15 five minutes. minutes. Um, you know, there was just... It was everybody that would have been at a lot B tailgate and more. Um, so I was really happy with it. We're going to try and host another one of these things. Maybe not shots every half hour. Maybe we move them back to every hour. God, yeah. I think we all needed it, though, because 
you know, just not having that opening day together and getting to spend it with a bunch of our friends and everything. It was just such a fucking blast. I'm, I'm, I was really happy with the turnout and how everything went, uh, man. And I, t- I texted Buzz the next day, I'm like, how you feeling? So I'll leave you, I'll leave you with that one. Yes. <laughs> so Tony texted me. He texted me pretty early. Early for Tony. It was like nine something in the morning. I was already at work for a couple hours, but I woke up face down on my couch Friday morning. Johnny, Tony, I, I told Tony this story. I don't know how the hell I got to work. I don't know how. I don't remember driving to work. I don't remember anything. I just remember getting to work. But I'll tell you what, I had a great time. And, you know, Tony did a couple shout outs to people that came through. I really, you know, shout out Zoe for coming through. Uh, Wally Money. We busted his balls a lot. That motherfucker wouldn't shut up. <laughs> so we busted his ball. We busted his balls. He busted everybody else's balls. Him going in Austin was hysterically funny. Our dude, Jay Mills, Jordan Miller came through. Amp, uh, Lucas Perfetti came dressed up <laughs> in a fucking like suit, you know, or like a, you know, a vest and a tie or whatever. It was really awesome. I, I, I had a great time. Um, and you know, the coolest thing about it is for people that had a great time, every time Tony, Nani and I get together, that's exactly how that shit goes. Maybe not a shit face. We eat, <laughs> you know, we'll get pizza yeah. or something, but like, that's usually how our parties go together, man. We, we have a good time. We, we kick back a few, we watch sports and I know we didn't get to do it this time, but Nani, you had the perfect substitute this time. And it was like your earliest memory. I remember talking about, I was lit when we talked about it, but that was like one thing I I remember talking about. It was like your earliest memory, your favorite moment at the park or your favorite baseball moment. And we all went between 50, 60 of us. We all went in order or, or not order, but we picked out, you know, hey, you go, you go. And, you know, I think that was super cool. And I think that after all this shit that's been going on with COVID-19, I think that was a cool way to bring everybody together. And I'm excited for on tap and Socks on tap to host another one again. Yeah, absolutely, Buzz. Um, I, all those things that you guys said, uh, it was awesome. It just kind of came to me. I was thinking, you know, oh, it should be opening day. So what are our favorite memories here? So um, I wanted to do that. And I'm glad, you know, we, we had some hilarious stuff go on. Like you had mentioned Wally. He was already in one. I think he went on a full two-day bender um, just for the night before and then all day of uh, pseudo opening day. So that was hilarious to have him on, you know, busting balls left and right. Um, the Austin changing the backgrounds. At one point, he changed his name, too. He was Rob Manfred for a little while. So just really ridiculous stuff like that uh on zoom that was that was, that was hilarious ron uh, our guy ron who's you know the the closet Sox fan as we like to call him uh he it was his birthday so it was nice to celebrate there uh with him and he eventually uh got so drunk that he passed out we think on his keyboard because the last chat message that he sent was all gibberish um and, and then it started sharing his screen to just a static <laughs> page of his spotify library and then the, like i texted so, him and obviously did no no response and tony had to boot him so I don't even remember booting him, number one. But uh, number two, that's the second time we've hung out with Ron where he's just passed out. The last two times yeah, we had Ron, he, he, he's, runs out of he's steam, man. passed out. And Ron is Ron's the train, man. When Ron passes out, it's like the train hits a fucking wall. It's so, it's so funny to see. I love hanging out with Ron and getting Ron drunk because, man, that motherfucker, when, when, when he hits it, it's just boom. And he's gone. So, yeah, I mean, that's he had like, that's number he, two. He had one of the best quotes of the night, if you remember. He goes, yeah, I'm drunk enough to fight right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yes. just that's like, I'm like wait, Ron, I'm like, yeah, you're a like, lover. 
Yeah, we also had a quote quote thread. I try to get him as best as I can. You know, it's hard when everybody's talking and kind of switches. But when it was on spotlight mode of whoever is talking, if they said something really funny, I'd take a screenshot of him and get the quote up on socks on tap Twitter. So if you want to relive some of those, didn't get as many as I would have liked, but hopefully I can master that a little bit quicker for uh, next time uh, when we do one of these things. Um, but overall, great time. Nice to just, you know meet some new people too because yeah. Iowa Sox fan fairly new to or you know he represents Iowa Sox what fans nice wanted to too. get that account going. So uh, if you don't follow them i, I recommend uh you know they're doing some cool stuff and once baseball picks back picks back up it'll be a nice resource for all our iowa people we know we got jason hosking in here um obviously sean roberts is out there in iowa so it would be great to see all those guys uh, in iowa's uh white socks and uh socks on tap tailgate i think that has to be in the works um for when baseball is finally back here guys uh but uh, overall then like, you know meeting other people or people that we don't interact with as uh, frequently as a lot of, you know, the mainstays and a lot of people that are in on this call right now. So we appreciate anyone that came out. Um, and it was just great time overall. And in the future, I think guys, um, uh, we can hand select games, maybe a Sox rewind game. That's good. Uh, if we want to do, you know, a tailgate or post game party for one of those, that's definitely in the works, but I think we should, uh, host some on tap happy hours too. Even if it doesn't go as long, maybe do just like a hour, two hour long call. Um, I think those could be fun. Yeah, uh, it was a great time. Um, I'm glad we did it. We've seen a lot of these things start to pop up now across uh, uh, Twitter, and uh, I know my workplace is hosting happy hours and stuff, and it's just a good way to you know get in front of some other people while we're all stuck at home. So um, I, I had a great time. I, yeah. I had a great time myself, man. I, I, I met a lot of cool people that I didn't meet before. I thought Ozzy Ian Jr.'s stories were awesome, uh, you know, bullshit with herb and zoe and and berklin and you know that my favorite thing about berklin is when uh, who, who was it steve-o steve-o called his ass out for fucking spelling his name wrong yeah becklin <laughs> yeah it's fucking matt becklin and <laughs> i was i was sober enough to where i understood it and i yeah. just started dying laughing i just thought that was he goes how drunk is berklin right now to realize that he spelled his name wrong i thought that was funny i mean dude Again, it was just like a fucking regular socks on tap tailgate, except it was from our, you know, the places that where we live. And hopefully soon we'll be with everybody doing something similar to that. But we're going to have to get name tags and shit so we can watch Berkland spell his name wrong again, because that's fucking cool and tough. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was hilarious. I think that one went up there. It's Steve O and his girlfriend. Uh, that's in that quote thread. Just a screenshot of them laughing. And it says, Berkland, are you really that drunk right now that you forgot how to spell your own name? So, uh a lot, a lot of good memories uh, from that, from what we can remember. Um, hey, and dude, I know, uh, I know, I know, Toe, I know Toey on tap wants to hang out with Matt Backlin at some point Toe, in time. Toey on tap. <laughs> How you spelled your name at the uh, 108 after Sox Fest after party this year. Yeah, Toey on tap. But um, let's see, one other thing. Uh, just I know you guys uh, cut out early, and whether that be to alcohol intake, having to work the next morning or whatever. Um, but that thing, if you guys didn't know, that went until 2 a.m. Me, yeah, Don Flisk, and Billy Ruffeld, the last ones in. Um, so was it Jordan Miller with you? Uh, yeah, he was for a while, but then he did, he eventually cut out. And then uh, right around 2.05 is when we ended it. And the only three in there were me, Don Flisk, and uh, Billy Ruffeld. So shout out the guys that went the distance. I, Tony had to flip me over to be the host of the call. So um, it was, you know, overall great times. And hopefully we can do it again soon. Um, and just one Jordan last Miller note. Jordan Miller texted me. It was yeah. fucked up so bad, Nani. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we can we can open uh, up the on tap virtual bar. Uh, open on yeah. Friday nights. Yeah, there you go. 
Yeah. Um, and then uh, just another thing, uh, one one last comment on the party before we move into our other uh, usual fun stuff segments. Um, I, I'll pat myself on the back here. I, I think the theme guys, I don't know about you, maybe I'm just way massive uh, Dazed and Confused fan, but I think it was phenomenal how it fit in with, you know, the play on the word Moon Tower to Zoom Tower, uh, putting the logo in there. Um, I was pretty proud of that, how we branded that. And Dazed and Confused is a cool and tough movie. So Not only that, the reason that they hosted the party at the Moon Tower, Johnny, I think that's what got me more excited about this. Yeah. Yeah, so I remember, Tony, when you and I came on uh, on our pseudo-opening day uh, actual podcast that we did um, earlier before that even started on Thursday, and what did I say? The is like, y'all hear uh, the party got busted? It's like, well, y'all hear the, se- uh, the season got suspended? And then, you know, that's where the moon tower uh, comes from, uh, McConaughey's iconic line in there. So that's kind of what we were going for. I hope everyone enjoyed it and, uh, you know, just love Days of Confused. Uh, it's a hilarious movie. Um, all right. Um, guys, you, you, let's move on. Um, we've talked about the party at the Zoom Tower. Like I said, I uh, hope to host on tap happy hours, further tailgates um, for as long as this. And then obviously we, the goal is to all be back uh, together. But, you know, this could be another thing for next winter, too. Um, they say we do get some baseball in here and everybody, you know, we don't get as much time as we would have liked to at the park. I think doing them over the winter uh, next year, uh, even if sports are back, it could be another fun thing to do. So let's move on. Uh, meatball takes. Um, serve them up if you got them. Pat Kamiski coming after mac and cheese meatball take uh, earlier this week. I think that's the the worst one Ugh. right there. Right. I think you've got more to say about that, Johnny. I think, I think we're just going to throw some virtual hands, me and Kamiski. <laughs> I love mac and cheese. I love some good mac and cheese. Even his girlfriend was disowning him, so at least he heard, he heard it back. But he's, he's brash. He doesn't care. He'll, he'll throw out those opinions. That's what we call it. What? Get off of Kamiski's lawn. <laughs> that kind yes. of take. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. There hasn't many, been many meatball takes Per se, over the last week, I think people have other things to <laughs> talk about or or uh, discuss, but uh, I haven't seen too many of them. I don't know about you, Buzz. Uh, only meatball take I have is uh, a basketball related. So I mean, really doesn't go to this show, but it was that LeBron James deserved the 2010 MVP over Derrick Rose, considering his uh, PER and uh, which player efficiency rating and shit like that which I, I completely fucked that guy up on Twitter. I don't really usually pat myself on the back for that, but what an idiot. And um, I hope he drinks bleach later. So Jesus. But other than that, he does not mean meatball. that. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. I do not mean that at all. <laughs> if, if, he would, if he would drink water and say it was bleach, it would self-satisfy. Because like, <laughs> don't, don't say stupid shit like that just to get a fucking rise out of people during this shit. That, that's a fucking dumbass. That's a, that's a burnt meatball take. Burnt meatball, burnt meatball takes. All right, Johnny, what do you um, got? Yeah, <clears throat> trying to think. Um, I, I don't have a whole lot really. I'm trying to think on the White Sox front here. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to pass on this one, but I do have a good one for tinfoil hat time. Um, so we can just move right into that. And uh, tinfoil hat time um, is we're gonna come up with you know like ridiculous theories in that you know we we've talked about you know we see if you go on Snapchat. Instagram, whatever people on their stories, always everybody's meeting up on Zoom, kind of how we did with our virtual tailgate. Um, so the tinfoil hat time is that Zoom uh, released the coronavirus so they could drive their usage and uh, profits way up. <laughs> I like it. I like that one. That 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 would make a whole lot of sense. So I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Yeah, that's tin tinfoil hat time, and you know we've we, we've 
played into that then now by hosting a Zoom event. But, you know, it is a good way to connect. I will say that. But obviously, you know, um, you know more serious than that. But if we're going tinfoil hat time, there's that. So um, anything else? You know, guys, you talk a little bit about, you know, we, we always talk about what we've been doing without sports. Honestly, it's nice that Sox rewinds on, uh, Hawks rewinds on. So we're seeing a couple back-to-back hat trick games there. Um, I think they're on again tonight. But, um what are, you know, you guys uh, talk a little bit about the show since you guys you guys game more than I do, so I'll hand it over to you guys for that. If anyone wants to watch, I know you're planning on doing some later after this. So. Yeah, so MLB yeah. the MLB the show. Uh, Buzz kicked my ass this week. Uh, we played a little uh, matchup. I took the Rockies. Buzz took the Braves, and uh, I had I had him going first. He couldn't hit the curveball, and uh, he eventually figured that out. Or I just stopped throwing curveballs, uh, one or the other, and then I just suck at fielding in this game. I can't fucking do shit. Um, there was at one point in time, Buzz hit a fly ball to the outfield, easy routine fly ball. And uh, my guy just just didn't catch it, and then just stood there. <laughs> Everybody cleared the bases. I'm pretty sure that was an inside the park home run. Uh, but uh, Buzz, what are your experiences with MLB The Show so far? Because that's mine. It was a triple, but I also missed a fly a routine fly ball. If you go back to the live, because Tony and I streamed it together. If you go back to the live, I was standing under it. Ball like went two feet to the left of me, and I threw a fucking fit. Uh, I mean, on the stream, I'm 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 yelling. It was it pissed me off. But I finally figured out how to hit the curveball. He kept throwing it, but I finally figured out how to hit it. And, you know, I have a PlayStation 4. The only games that I have for it are MLB The Show 7, or 18, 19, and 20. Those are the only games I have for it. Um, but I'm finally getting a little bit better now. And like I said, Tony and I are in that uh, Sox on 35th League. Shout out to those guys for starting that in the first place. And, um, you know, it, it, it's going to be fun. It's it's going to be definitely, definitely cool. So I'm very excited to start that league with those guys and, and make something happen. I picked the Braves today, and hopefully I don't get my ass kicked by way more experienced players than me because I've only played about six games so far. Yeah, uh, Buzz, I'm not in on that. So if you guys want to go and follow the ONTAP YouTube page, I believe that is where you streamed it. Is that correct, Buzz? Uh, yeah, that's where we yeah we streamed it. Okay. On the, I think so. It was on the ONTAP YouTube page is where we, we yeah, streamed it. So- me and Tony. So yeah, yeah, it was it was the on tap uh, on tap YouTube page. Yeah, yeah. so I just uh, I'm not involved in that, but in those guys uh, when they play, and we're gonna try and get that more active, get some more content out to the people, to the masses, help keep you entertained during this quarantine. So if you want to go and talk smack while they're playing uh, in, in the chat and whatever, go and follow the on tap YouTube page um, because I'm sure they'll be utilizing that a little bit more in the future here. And it came back to me, guys. I do have a meatball take, and um, it's been discussed. And I think Tony threw it on Twitter way before any quarantine even started a little bit, but it was kind of you know with uh, Janda in it, you know, holding the Modelo. But uh, the best way to fight against the coronavirus is drinking Modelo's and baseball season uh, is upon us. I had said that, you know, um, you know, Bush Light's usually my go-to, but I, when I'm at the park, I drink Modelo's. So I did pick myself up some Modelo's, had those at the beginning of the tailgate. Um, continue to drink Modelo's. Uh, good guys wear black and drink gold. That's their motto for the White Sox. So um, keep doing that and you can fight against coronavirus that way. So there's my meatball take. Um, guys, that, that is all I've got for this episode. Uh, we want to get into shout outs and close this thing out. Absolutely. Um, shout out. Uh, I think I gave uh, my shout out already. Um, and that was to everybody that came to the party at the Zoom Tower. Um, like I said, we had Herb in there, Ozzy Jr., um, Zoe, uh, just, I mean, everybody who's normally there. Uh, thanks for coming and, and making a Friday night worth it uh, during these 
shitty, Thursday shitty night. times. Thursday, yeah, Thursday night, night Thursday night. It felt like Friday night. Um, I've already lost the days, man. So that that's that says something right there. Buzz, I'll hand it over to you. Uh, I'd like to shout out Jennifer Coppertop. I thought that she was hilarious. I had never met her before, and uh, I thought she was really cool. So that was that was fun meeting her. It was fun seeing Herb. It was fun seeing Zoe. I you know because I'm a huge fan of Zoe. You know, he gave me he helped give me one of my starts in in doing podcasting and writing in general you know within the internet so i you know i was very very happy to see him so i guess those two are my shout outs it would be uh zoe and jennifer copper top i think her name are is so those are my two my two shout outs yeah my, mine stays uh, with the party at the zoom tower here because uh, we really appreciate everyone that came out so shout out to everybody that came out but then also um specifically chris white's girlfriend uh bailey bailey uh, yeah she, she was awesome she she was also she she was fun uh, on that tailgate um it was cool i first time any of us had really talked to her extended um so that, that was cool and she was you know all about it uh you know, we're really into the theme and said that, uh, you know, she appreciated, you know, the work that we do and was just talking about how, um, you know, on tap makes you feel included and stuff. Um, and that's how we want to be. So I appreciate her kind words uh, about the tailgate itself and um, just how we operate over here at on tap. So um, shout out to Bailey and we hope to have you back on more events because uh, she, she had some funny uh, zingers in there too. And she was definitely down to take some shots. So we kind of initiated that whole thing. Yeah, no, I'm still upset at you about the shots. <laughs> it's not like she goes, to, boys. Not the way, not like you had to drive home. Uh, that was, I think, the the best part about that was I you didn't have to drive home. I just said at the beginning of the thing, I had to drive to work, man. I don't remember how I got there. <laughs> I think that's 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 bad. what sick that's what sick days are for, my friend. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, oh my god, anybody else have anything to add? No, sir. All right, man. Well, everybody be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Even though sports are done, we have a bunch of funny articles popping up, popping up over there. So go ahead and check that out. Be sure you're going and following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap at Ontap Sportsnet. Following us here on MixLR.com so you can never miss a live Socks on Tap or live whatever the hell we're doing at that time. And going anywhere you can listen to podcasts, giving us a five-star rating and review. Guys, I, I guess that's all I have to say. Leading us out into the sunset here. Besides, uh, I know they're not playing right now, but let's go White Sox. White Sox forever. White Sox forever. <laughs>